1: Battle Nerds, the baseball podcast with a British twist. I am your host again, Russell Eason. You are here again with me and Gav on the game day of the next game against Colombia. We are in the press box giving you our thoughts on yesterday's game against Canada. Morning, Gav. How are you feeling?
0: I'm feeling better than I was when I left the ground yesterday. I felt quite deflated. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm rearing to go. And I think that this is the one which GB are going to win.
1: Well, that's positivity you want to hear. Yeah, I think yesterday was emotionally draining for a lot of people. Uh, It started off with a high and ended up with, I think, such a low that it was a it was a hard game to go through. But we'll start, I think, off with the good points. That first three run inning was, I want to say that's British baseball, at least under this iteration of guys, the the Bahamian players, the Caribbean guys that we have, the way Drew is instilled in them, it was get on base. It was steel. it was make chaos, and they engineered the first run. A double steal, which <laughs> I basically said in the press box out loud they should just let Coperniac steal because... Uh, or defensive indifference, because if they throw, Chavez is going to do something, and he did. <laughs> yeah, it, w-
0: it was fantastic that you actually predicted that, or you, you suggested what Canada should do. They should just let him go to second. And, yeah, we saw the first ever... Steal of home base, didn't we? First ever steal of home base in world baseball classic history, and you you picked it, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. And it, you know, it, so it does show almost like the naivety of some of the the teams in this sort of competition that they must have realised. Bo Naylor, I don't know, you should he should have known what was going to happen, but yeah. Anyway, lovely start for for GB, and then soon followed up.
1: Yeah, they so they tacked on a couple more in that innings. Three zip up, as we tweeted out, it was it was the dream start. Like, Cal Quantrill didn't even make it out of the first inning. Like, I I really suggested in yesterday's pod that he would be the toughest pitcher that they might face. Maybe that was my guardian's bias, maybe that was a little bit harsh on Adam Wainwright. But no, I, I thought he was gonna be a, a very difficult guy to go against, but he just didn't have it. And maybe when he didn't have it, we should have realized that something was gonna be up because uh, Morris, uh started for GB and watched his first pitch go 400 feet behind him.
0: Yeah, it was that was a fantastic start. That's first time. Obviously, I've seen Edward Julien, and I've, I've read a lot about him. And yeah, he just came out, first pitch swing, and it was effortless. It, the guy is going to be a star. But it it had a lot of the um, London series feel to it, didn't it? Because. Yeah, Morris. He just couldn't find the strike zone, and when he was pulled in the the first inning, I don't. I don't know. It's it just. It, it felt like we can't blame the, the the stadium in Stratford or the conditions or anything like we did for the London series. But something was up yesterday.
1: Yeah, whether it's you can't talk about collective yips or something like that. There just seemed to be maybe there was an energy. In from both of the players knowing that they needed to kind of do something that day and there was a little bit of trying to force it a little bit too much. There wasn't, I don't think there were too many bad calls for balls like GB got against the USA so I don't think it was that kind of made much difference. I think later on in the game there were some bad strike calls I think because the umpires expanded the zones more than the people getting squeezed but yeah it, <laughs> we were sat here, it was 48 minutes for the first innings. GB were were 5-3 down, and then in the second innings, they got a run back, and you just felt, okay, yeah, this is, this is you know, they were down against Spain in the qualifier, but you were like, no, this, this team can hit, we saw them hit, so it was like, okay, yeah, we can get these runs back, we know we're going to get more than six runs in this game, or more than five runs in this game, so we know we're going to get back in front if we could just shut up shop on, on the pitching-wise, and it just didn't happen, it was just we'd score one, Canada would score one, we scored one, Canada scored three, we scored three, Canada scored six. And there are obviously some key moments kind of in that play, but without basically GB ever managing to put a zero up on the, on the scoreboard from a pitching perspective, it just meant that all the momentum that they would get from a half inning of hitting was was dissipated like immediately afterwards.
0: Yeah, I, I certainly, there was a bit of the, the um, GB Spain vibe about it. Because you did feel that, yeah, maybe they would, they they weren't letting, even though Canada were, what were they, 10-5 up at one stage, um, you still felt, yeah, GB are in this. And then when Harry comes on and yeah, that was the, the moment of his career so far, Yeah, you know, and as his dad said, you know, Harry announced himself, that his arrival in the tournament.
1: Yeah, I think he'd had a he'd had a poor game like the day before probably for him he'd struck out a couple of times he didn't do too well in his first couple of bats today and once he deposited that one into the into the over the fence and got his uh, got his due coronation maybe a yeah. bit, bit a bit early but yeah it, it, it was a moment and that was 10-8 then there was
0: yeah, 10-8 and I, I really fancied our chances then but we just needed we needed someone to be able to I don't know. Get through some quick innings, get through some clean innings, but it just didn't happen.
1: Yeah, there were a few defensive mistakes. There were a few kind of like misplays. But also, I'm not I'm not trying to say it as a, a reason why GB lost, but there was a bit of luck that went against them. Like a few of those infield hits just missed, or soft infield hits that just missed yep. an infielder. But when Benoit came in and probably got the perfect ground ball double play ball, and it bounces off his foot and evades every single instrument. Yeah. It's just sometimes when it's not your day, it's not
0: your day, and then and then that really seemed to affect him, didn't it? He 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 just didn't. He seemed to lose his focus after that. I don't know if he, he just lost his focus or he had been injured a little bit by the the ricochet. But you know, he's only a youngster. But and this will be great experience for him for for future. But what did we do after it hit him on the leg? It, we we conceded five runs, I think, in that inning.
1: Yeah, and
0: just obviously walked in a few more
1: batters and kind of left it as 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 it was. It's like it's a tough way to kind of finish a game. So yeah, there are there are and obviously I think from then onwards, I think once they conceded the six in that inning and Canada had a one two three for the first time at the top of the fifth, I think that once that happened. I don't want to say the heads like went down or, or kind of like they gave up, but I, I definitely feel that there was the kind of like a choice of like this isn't today isn't our day. Yeah. Like let's just kind of move on. There, there seemed to be a
0: a, a definite um, uh, lack of enthusiasm after we we went so far behind. It, they, the players showed it. The crowd I think felt it. Um, Yeah, I think everyone was just a a little bit distraught that the game had gone from such a a great start. There were a couple of pretty major incidents, talking points, that we have to mention. The first one being the uh, Deshawn Knowles steal.
1: Yeah, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I think it was... Like, (laughs) I still think it was safe. I've watched it multiple times afterwards and all the TV options that we have. Like, I don't want to be coming across as a devil advocate or apologist, but we know that the replay review guys have some different camera angles that yep. we don't see uh, in, in to us. But from from what we saw, the he was hand was on the bag by the time we saw any deformation of the glove. Now, if you would see it from the other angle, does the glove touch him before it deforms? Don't know, because you just don't see that angle. So we just can't work out whether for any reason. And, and I think from like speaking down to the GB guys, uh, some of the coaches this morning, Like they're all still of the opinion that they don't know why it wasn't overturned either. So it's a big moment. I think obviously like when you look at what comes afterwards that like you then can just say like, it definitely did change like the outcome of the games. You have, you've lost a runner on third when that was one or two run game at that moment. So it really makes a difference. So what were your thoughts on that play, Gav?
0: On the, we've just been interrupted, so we had to stop the podcast, and now I've completely lost track of where we were. We're talking about the um, the stolen base. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was down in the crowd then, and there is a massive Angels fans, all probably Deshaun Knowles' family, and they're sitting just behind the GB fans. And the replay came up on the big screen. I don't think anyone, not even the most biased Canadian, thought that the term the Decision wasn't going to be overturned, so I haven't seen the replays on the TV or social media or anything, but yeah, the feeling in the the crowd was that was a an incredible decision not to to go our way. So that was the first kind of bigger talking point. I feel
1: like the second talking point for me was a couple of bad bits
0: of base running at key moments. Yeah, that was that was extraordinary because we saw Donnell. Sweeney really clobber the ball and it it looked like it was going dead center and it's hard to hit a, a home run dead center and we had seen one earlier in the day but yeah it was going and it didn't quite make it and then when my eyes went back to the uh, the diamond I could not believe that he was only jogging up to first and it was Murray wasn't it Murray yeah Murray had decided not to put the burners on and it should have been a home run standing up and Darnell should have been, I don't know, at third. But yeah, it was very disappointing we didn't get one run from that. It was an 8-10 game at the time that could have made the difference. And it's surprising, surprising because there hasn't been a lack of hustle from the, the players. The players have shown incredible hustle. That's what got them here. And yeah, Murray he acknowledged that it was his, his mistake, but still... was it was frustrating
1: yeah and once again it's just like the little key things yeah like we took about there was a few mistakes with the infield. there was obviously the pitching wasn't on it there was a couple of bad breaks when you from the hitting side against them so you can't make those sort of mistakes yourselves on top of that like uh when I used to talk to, to Liam about like the the GB and how he used to talk about things it's like small wins is how like you can go about baseball like if you can't if you win on the small wins and these are kind of things about like getting first to third on like singles kind of doing all of these other things not giving up errors kind of maybe even like hard hit outs and stuff like this these are like those little tangibles that you could talk about a game that isn't you might not see like in a box score you usually will win a game if you kind of win the small wins kind of uh, aspect and so yeah, it was just it was a little bit disappointing to see. But obviously, we can't kind of push too much against them from from a hitting perspective like they did. Oh, sure. They, they they put eight on the board and it could have been nine, it could have been ten. I think obviously what what happened as the game got away from GB is I think Canada got they got that zero. They got a little bit of their mojo back and then seeing uh, is it Axford come out Axford, and then, yeah. uh, in his, what, is he in his 40s? No, quite... he's
0: 40 in about two or three weeks.
1: <clears throat> yeah, coming out with, with the grey beard, pitching like, I think, better than I've seen him pitch in probably like <laughs> five years. And you were just like, oh yeah, like this is like a major league pitcher. And then Matt Brash, who, is, who some people might regard as just a middling reliever for <laughs> for Seattle, was then just lights out to finish the game. Yeah. like It just showed the difference of what was needed. I don't know if you could say that GB could or should have changed the game plan mid-game. Like, they did a pretty standard thing of, OK, the, pitch, the starting pitch it doesn't work. I'm going to put in, like, a middle or a lever. I'm going to put in then Mackenzie Mills, who will hope will go a little bit longer. Maybe it could have been a game where it's actually, you know what, this is the time to put in, like, Fernando or, or put in um, Gibbo in the middle of this game to try and get a zero on the board and change the way that, like... Yeah the game is playing but I think Drew stuck to his kind of game plan his, his idea which means that they're still in a, a good position to go out today they've got Tyler a starting they've still got probably two or three of their best bullpen arms have not even thrown yet today they'll get uh Cooper back Michael Peterson will will be on a full day's rest as well so I think there's nothing to worry about from actually all of that
0: usage that they got yesterday even though it was a lot Sure. Well, yeah, they've got some arms which haven't been used at all, haven't they? So I'm looking forward to seeing Visa. Do you think think that Drew should change the team? Do you think he should ring the changes in the infield? Because the infield has been suspect. Or do you think he should just stick to the game plan? Because that was a game plan at the start.
1: Yeah, I think Drew has taken an approach of he knows who his probably top eight, nine, ten hitters are and i think he's going to put them on the field. We may see some slight shifting in positions, but i think Drew is is and and the whole team they've kind of decided like this is how they're going to play the tournament. They're not going to think that one bad outing one bad game is going to change their opinions on these players that they've watched for months, years. Yep. They've got thousands of hours of probably like watching what this team can do in certain positions. So i think one bad day won't change that i think. We might see like a few changes, but I I wouldn't be surprised if you kind of see uh, a lineup that's fairly similar to yesterday.
0: Cool.
1: Right, we'll hope that you all enjoy this pod and you all get to uh, cheekily watch this game on a Monday afternoon, as it is in the UK. Well, probably Monday evening. It's all after work. You will it took be seven o'clock. What have I got? <laughs> got it completely wrong. <laughs> well, we hope you're all watching uh, this game. There is a chance that GB can do something today, so we are all uh, have our Let's Go GB caps on. Cheers once again and please listen to more Bad and Nerds.